If you have your Bibles, please open up here with me to the book of Exodus. And um, I forgot my Bible, and I what kind of a preacher forgets his Bible. Uh, I appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, grab your Bibles with me. Pastor Josh, thank you so much for having me come down to the wonderful city and bless you guys in the name of the Lord. And I'm going to keep this Bible because I like that leather. And uh, the book of Exodus, we're going to turn here to chapter 17. I'm an audience participation preacher, and uh, so if you don't preach with me, it won't work right tonight. So if I say something you like, you can say amen, praise the Lord, hallelujah. Can we all practice that tonight? Say amen. Somebody say praise the Lord. Somebody say hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. Help me, Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. Exodus chapter number 17, verse 8 through 15, and this is what your Bible records. Now Amalek came and fought with Israel in Rephidim. And Moses said to Joshua, choose us some men and go out and fight with Amalek. Tomorrow I will stand on the top of the hill with the rod of God in my hand. So Joshua did as Moses said to him and fought with Amalek. And Moses, Aaron, and Hur went up to the top of the hill. And so it was when Moses held up his hand that Israel prevailed. And when he let down his hand, Amalek prevailed. But Moses' hands became heavy, so they took a stone, put it under him, and sat on, and he sat on it. And Aaron and Hur supported his hands, one on one side and the other on the other side. And his hands were steady until going down of the sun. So Joshua defeated, uh, Joshua defeated Amalek and his people with the edge of the sword. And the Lord said to Moses, write this for a memorial in the book and recount it in the hearing of Joshua, so that I will utterly blot out the remembrance of Amalek from under heaven. Moses built an altar and called its name, The Lord is my banner, Jehovah Nisi. For he said, Because the Lord has sworn, the Lord will have war with Amalek from generation to generation. I want to preach to you a message entitled tonight, Fighting Through the Frustration. Fighting Through the Frustration. Can we all stand together? And I want to pray uh, that the Lord would help me to communicate to you just how he gave it to me to communicate it to you tonight in the name of Jesus. Father, we come before you in the precious name of the Lord. And God, we lift up everyone who is here tonight. God, I pray that the, the grace of God would breathe through me, the mercy of God would breathe through me, that your anointing would preach through me tonight, Father. I pray that you help me to push, preach, and propagate the message of the kingdom tonight, God. We take an authority and we take an arrest in this atmosphere right now in Jesus' name. And we pray tonight, God, you would liberate those who are bound, you would liberate those who are held captive, and that the supernatural miracle working power of the Holy Ghost would be on display in the precious name of Jesus, I pray, amen. Amen and amen. Hey, if you're glad to be here tonight, just reach over and touch somebody and say, we got to fight through the frustration. We've got to fight through the frustration. Amen and amen. Amen and amen. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Um, I believe that everyone in this room, under the sound of my voice, from Adam and Eve all the way till the present day, I believe everyone here has an assignment from God. I don't believe that anyone here is a mistake. I don't believe that God makes mistakes, and I don't believe you're here. I don't believe you're here on an accident. I believe that you were here on purpose, and that God has destiny written all over you. I believe that you have a destiny in the kingdom, and I also believe that you have an assignment given by God in this earth. There are no mess ups, there are no throwaways, and there are no mistakes. You could be born in the midst of a home where the mom wasn't there and the dad wasn't there, and you were in foster care and you were pushed around all your life, or you could have been 
born into a home that was that had a white picket fence and looked like the ble- the beavers. Uh, but everybody in this room, no matter where you are socially, no matter where you are economically, no matter what side of the tracks you were born on, everybody in this room has a purpose that God has given you. Can I get an amen from somebody? Uh, the, the, the funny thing about the purpose of God and the destiny of the Lord is it's never easy. Can I just have somebody say yes? Uh, the assignment of the Lord is never easy. There's no such thing as a painless purpose. There's no such thing as what I call a dust-free destiny. There's no such thing as a chaos-free calling. Whenever somebody says, I've got a destiny to do, fill in the blank. I was prophesied that I was called to fill in the blank. Whenever God calls somebody to do something, there will be a level of tension attached to it. There will be be a level of pain attached to it. There will be a level of fight that is attached to the presence and the destiny of an almighty God. It won't always be easy. Slap your neighbor and say, what that boy just say? Uh, he said it won't always be easy. It won't always work the way you think it's going to work. It won't always come together the, the way you think it ought to come together. It won't always happen the way that you think that it ought to happen. You and I are going to go through hell in this life. Jesus told us in this world you're going to have tribulation. But be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. You and I are going to have to go through trial and tribulation in this this earth. You can word of faith it all you want to. You're still going to face hell. You can word of faith it and confess it till you're purple in the face. You will still have to fight through some frustration. You will still have to fight through some chaos. You're still going to have to get your knees dirty. You're still going to have to put calluses on your knees and pray your way through some situations and believe God through some situations. Sickness will try to attack your body. Sickness will try to attach itself to your destiny, but you got to get a fight in your spirit. You got to get a passion in your purpose. You got to get a hunger for his holiness and realize you're going to have to fight through the frustration. Touch your neighbor and say, fight through the frustration. Uh, I've come to realize that just because it's God's plan doesn't mean that it's void of pain. I've learned that God's plan usually has a pain element attached to it. People will misunderstand you. Anybody ever been misunderstood before? Uh, anybody ever been walked out before? Anybody ever been talked about, lied on, cheated, abused, abandoned, mistreated? People will walk out on you because we people, that's what people do. Uh, so many people come to church and say, I can't go to church because them church people, they hurt me. Well, you hurt somebody too. I can't go to church because pe- church people are hypocritical. Well, we got room for just one more because you hypocritical too. People hurt people, that's what we do. People walk out on people, that's what people do. People stab people in the back, that's what they do. Thank God for Facebook where everybody can blast their opinion. Uh, The fact of the matter is on this road to purpose, people will walk out on you. But you got to fight through the frustration. People, people, people are funny. They're that way down here, aren't they, in Joplin? People act funny here too, don't they? People, the, the Satan comes against us time to time and, and, and works, vexes. Anybody ever been vexed by the enemy? Lied to by the enemy? Anybody ever heard the enemy lie in your ear, talk about you ain't good, you don't have a purpose, ain't nobody care about you, ain't nobody love on you, nobody cares about you, I get you feeling like Charlie Brown sometimes, wise up, everybody always picking on me. Everybody in this room under the sound of my voice has an arch enemy. His name is the devil. He hates your guts. He wants you to quit in the middle of the frustration. He wants you to quit on the way to your destiny. He wants you to quit on the way to your purpose, but you got to somewhere. 
somewhere, dig down deep in your spirit and refuse to be refused. You got to deny to be denied. And you got to fight through the frustration. Slap your neighbor high five and say, you got to fight through. You got to fight through. You got to fight through when it looks like it ain't going to work. You got to fight through. When all hell is coming against you, you got to fight through when 18 banks deny you. You got to fight through when they're making death threats, sending it to your office. You got to fight through when they tell you you can't make it. They gotta, you got to fight through when they say it ain't going to happen. You got to keep on fighting through the frustration. Fight through the doctor's report. Fight through the banker's report. Fight through the red instead of the green. Fight through the marital problems. Fight through the business problems. Fight through the discouragement. Fight through the frustration. If you didn't need anything, it wouldn't wouldn't require faith if it was easy. It requires faith because it can be hard. But you got to fight. You got to fight. American Christianity cracks me up. We act like we we, we ain't in a microwave uh, uh, generation no more. Y'all know that, right? We're in an instant generation now. You know, everything's at the click of a button. Everything's at, the, at your thumb on a dumb or smartphone, whichever one you got. If you got a droid, it's a dumb phone. If you got an iPhone, it's a smartphone, whichever one you got. It's an instant generation. It's a right now, it's your fingertip kind of generation, right? Uh, and so we in Christianity think that we got to have it right now. That, that if it ain't right now, it must not be God. But your Bible don't work that way. Uh, from Genesis to Revelation, it is filled with men and women of God who had to fight through the frustration to get to where God was calling them to get. Look at the man named Joseph in the book of Genesis. The Bible said as a young man, he was called to rule, to reign, and to lead. But it didn't come overnight, honey. He was denied by his family. I don't know about you, but I've had family deny me walk out on me, stab me in the back, but you got to fight through the frustration. He was falsely accused. They started saying stuff about Joseph. That wasn't true, but he fought through the frustration and didn't give up on the dream. Was thrown in the pit, down in a dungeon in a dirty palace, but there was a day of reckoning, and somebody in this room under the sound of my voice, I come to prophesy to your situation tonight and tell you you're about to have a day of reckoning, but don't you give up on God. You keep fighting through the frustration. You keep battling in the battle you keep pushing and you will progress but don't you give up on God fight 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 through it Shadrach Meshach and Abednego were thrown into a midst of a fiery furnace what would have happened if they would have gave up in the midst of the fire they would have died but they refused to stop calling upon the name of Jesus and your Bible said that in the middle of that fire that the king looked in the fire and said there's another one in there who looks like the son of God I'm here to tell you tonight if you will keep fighting through the frustration one who looks like the son of God who is the son of God is about to enter your fire is about to enter your situation but you gotta keep on fighting through the frustration. Noah, 100 years, swung a hammer because God told him a flood was coming. 100 years. They mocked him, talked about him, called him a crazy old man, but he didn't stop fighting. Noah, for 100 years, heard the promise but never saw a rain cloud. Most of, up, most of us would give up if we didn't get it in like five days. Well, in Kansas City, they would. Five days. Ten days, Noah. 
two years, Noah. A hundred years go by. Noah's swinging a hammer, looking like a fool. Family members talking about him. People lying on him. Posting on Twitter and Facebook how much of a fool he really is. A hundred years go by. Rain comes. They get on the boat. Five months on the boat. They come out of the boat. I was reading that one day and the Holy Spirit said, Noah had to start completely over. He came out of the boat. The earth was a mess. And he had to start over. But he never gave up. Friend of God, tonight I want to encourage you, whatever you're facing, don't give up on God. Whatever you're battling through, do not give up on God. I know it looks like they're not going to come to Jesus. I know you've been praying for their salvation for years, but keep fighting through the frustration. Don't give up on that individual. Trust the character of God and refuse to give up. Fight through the frustration. Look at Moses. Moses Moses has us. He's fighting the enemy right there. And, and the Bible said the Bible said that as he lifted up his hands, the, the enemy began to lose. But when he let down his hands, the enemy began to, be, began to win. I want to look at three things here about, about Moses that totally blows my mind that we see happen to him that happens to us. Because Satan wants you to, Satan wants you to be bound to anxiety. He wants you to be bound to fear. He wants you to be bound to paranoia. He wants you to be bound to discouragement. He wants you to be bound to frustration. He wants you to be disappointed because he wants wants you to quit, but you got to refuse to quit. You've got to refuse to stop. you got to keep on. Just keep swimming, Nemo. Just fight through. Fight through. Fight through. Well, pastor, if God was in this, it wouldn't be a struggle. It's a lie. No such thing as struggle-free Christianity. It's a struggle. Hashtag the struggle's real. It's a real thing. But you got to keep on keeping on, big baby. You got to keep on fighting. You got to pull your big boy britches up. You got you to put your top hat on, go out the door and face the world and keep on fighting through the frustration. Well, I don't know if make enough money. Just trust the character and the nature of God and fight through the frustration. But my marriage is on the brinks, uh-huh. Just keep trusting God and fight through the frustration. I don't know what I'm going to do with my tomorrow. I know you don't know what you're going to do about your tomorrow, but you're not going to quit on your marriage. You're not going to quit on your tomorrow. You've come too far. You're not going to quit on your destiny. you got to keep on fighting through the frustration, the frustration, the frustration, the frustration. Uh, every successful person in this room that's had any type of success can, can agree with me that that success came with a great fight. Mm -hmm. uh, a triathlon. I ain't getting out here tomorrow and running no triathlon because I'll get like two blocks and have have a have have a have a going to church meeting and fall there on the ground. I ain't, I ain't running no triathlon. That's not in my DNA at this moment to run a triathlon. Amen. The devil is a liar. Me and treadmills have two things in common. We hate each other. It hates me, and I hate it. And that's all good. Praise the Lord. But you ain't, you ain't going to bulk up unless you go and train at a gym and fight through the mental part of it. Come on, somebody. Uh, a no great successful business owner became a great successful business without somebody in their mind determining, putting their foot down, and fighting through the fact that they're going to have to get it to keep it, right? No great marriage is a great marriage just by coincidence and chance. you got to work on that marriage. you got to fight on that marriage. So your walk with Jesus isn't a walk with Jesus, a, da a daily walk in the tulips and, and thinking it's going to be okay every five seconds. You're going to have to fight through some things. 
things. You're going to have to shake the quit off of you. You're going to have to shake the, the doubt off of you. You're going to have to shake the lie of the enemy whispering into your ear in the middle of the night. You're going to have to fight through some things. Fight through. Everybody say fight through. Fight through, fight through. You know, uh, my wife and I, we, we, we had a, a little girl, and if you want to see demons manifest, just go to a delivery room. And, 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 and we, 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 we had a little girl, and she's six years old, and, and, and we, went, we went to that delivery room, and she started levit- my wife started levitating off the bed, and her head started turning around, and, and she looked at me and with green eyes and said, you did this to me. She, she told me, she said, honey, I don't want to go through with this. It, it hurts too bad. I don't, I said, ain't nothing you can do about it right now. You're going to go through this. That baby's coming. I know you're contracting and you're walking through pains, but that baby is coming. I know you're, don't, you're not comfortable. This ain't your home. You don't feel right here, but you're going to keep on going through because that baby's coming. Ain't nothing you can do about it, honey. I just came to prophesy to somebody right now tonight. I don't know what you're going through, what you're facing, but you ain't getting out of it right now because that thing is coming. That blessing is coming. That baby's coming. That hope is coming. That dream is coming. That house is coming. That job is coming. That marriage is coming. You just got to keep on fighting through. Look at your neighbor and say, fight, fight, fight. Come on, look at somebody and say, fight through. Fight through. I want to start up. Moses had to do three things to get through his fight. Number one, the first thing we see Moses do is he had to keep his head up. The battle that we face is not in the natural. It's a battle we can't even see, but the enemy uses our mind to get us off focus. That's true to you, say amen. The rest of y'all lying in the house of the Lord. The battle's up here, right? It's in our mind. But we got to keep our mind fixed on Jesus to get through the fight. Come on, somebody. I don't even watch the news no more because it's a mess. And it'll get your mind fixed on temporal things. Come on, somebody. I stopped watching the debates for the president because that is a zoo. I'm not even a Republican or a Democrat. I'm not about an elephant, and I definitely ain't about a donkey, but I'm about the lamb's agenda. I'm a Christocrat. And I'm going after what Jesus goes after. Ethel, did he just say he's not a Republican? Yes! The mind. It's the enemy's playground. It's where we hear things contrary to what's true. It analyzes and picks apart the circumstances, doesn't it? Come on, talk to me. If I do just this, and this will work. If I do that, then that'll work. If I do this, and this will work. If I do that, then this will work. If I tweak that, that'll be tweaked, and then we'll go from here to there. It'd be like this, and Jesus, Holy Ghost, fire, come back up. It doesn't work that way. That's how my mind works. Right now, there's a circus going on. That's how it works. can help it. Our mind. It's funny how our mind tries to talk us out of what God talks us into. Our mind plays tricks on us. Our mind is our humanity talking to us, but our spirit is God's divinity trying to talk to us. Got to keep our heads up to fight through the frustration. Satan wants to keep you so bound on temporal things to distract you off of God-ordained things. If he can get us wrapped up in our mind to focus on what we don't have. Come on, talk to me. To focus on the grass is greener on the other side. 
to focus on how come I don't have that and they got that and I've been doing this tonight. Our enemy is right up here. Sometimes we bind the devil, but we ought to be binding ourselves. Up here, up here, any great boxer will tell you, in a fight, I'm not a great boxer, I'm just saying. But in a great fight, don't put your head down. Because when you put your head down, the enemy is going to smell defeat. I think so many times in the spirit when the enemy is vexing us, church, that we put our heads down. If only I had it. If only they cared about me. I ain't been to church in two weeks and they didn't call me. That's what I hear in Kansas City, but I'm in a different city, so I better keep to my notes. The Bible said that Moses looked up and he called Joshua. Joshua, go out and fight this fight for me. Joshua's name literally means, you guys know this, Savior. We've got to keep our head up so we can look to the Savior. Hebrews tells us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Looking unto Jesus when it doesn't make no sense, guys. Come on, talk to me. Looking unto Jesus when, when we get the bad report. Looking unto Jesus, keeping our head up to fight through the frustration of life. Looking unto Jesus. You know, we, went, we launched our own television program. We just finished, I think, our 39th episode that's on TV and Salsa. And uh, I've been able to be on, on the Trinity Broadcasting Network several times on the Praise the Lord program. And I'll be on there again in May uh, out of Miami with Pastor Jonathan Miller. And uh, I've received death threats from it. We have had people call and just say the most venomous things uh, about what we're doing and put threats on my home, threats on my life. I had a lady bring me a map and a picture of my home to our church and say, I know right where you live. I just want you to know that. And, and, and in your mind, that starts playing tricks with you. Well, if God was in this, then this wouldn't happen. Come on, talk to me. If God was in this, nothing would go wrong and everything would run smooth. That's what goes through your mind. But you have to keep your mind fixed on Jesus. You got to keep your mind fixed on him. You got to keep your eyes lifted into the heavens. That's where your help comes. That's where your joy comes. That's where your strength comes. It isn't going to be found in temporal things. It's going to be found in eternal things. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. The author, the one who's writing the script for my faith. Pastor, I don't have any faith. Look to the author of your faith. Let him write you a brand new script, and you'll receive that script. But you've got to fight through the frustration. Fight through it. Fight through it. Fight through it. All of us in this room, pastors, I don't care if you, there's, there's bishops that all over the world, at Bishop T.D. Jakes, whoever you want, whatever name you want to call, everybody goes through hell in their mind. If you drop your mind off Jesus, your mind will get soft and your heart will get hard. God wants us to have soft hearts and hard heads. Right? Soft hearts and hard head. A boxer keeps his head up. First thing. Number two. Number two. We got to keep our hands up. Got to keep our hands up. A good boxer keeps his head up when he's fighting. A good boxer keeps his hands up when he's fighting. You know, hands aren't necessarily for offense. Hands are for defense too. Right? When a boxer is fighting, he keeps his hands up. He may not be able to jab because he might be hurting, but he's got to keep his hands up. 
He might not be able to uppercut, but if he keeps his hands up, he'll defend himself. He, he may not be able to, whatever you call this, a roundhouse. But he's got to keep his hands up. He's got to keep his hands up. Got to keep his hands up. The moment his hands go down. This speaks to me that we need each other. When Moses' hands went down because he was tired, he lost the fight. But when Moses' hands were up, he started to win the fight. I want you all to do me a favor. Everybody in this room, just lift your hands for a minute. Keep, keep them all up. Keep, keep your hands up real high, as high as you can put them. Keep them up for, for as long as you can. As long as Moses' hands were up, he won. But when he put his hands down, don't put your hands down, keep them up. They lost. So Aaron and Hur came alongside Moses and said, Moses, I want to support you and help you because you can't fight through this frustration by yourself. Because your shoulder, y'all putting your hands up, put your hands up, put your hands up. Your shoulders get tired and your body starts to get weak and your spirit gets vexed and your mind starts running when the enemy starts beating you up in the middle of the night and people that were there aren't there no more. And folks who said they love, why y'all putting your hands up? Put them up, put them up. People that were there for you aren't there no more. People said that they were going to be there, walked out on you. People said that they loved you, don't love you like they should love you. People who said they're going to be for you, don't seem there for you no more. I'm tired in my spirit. I'm tired of fighting. Pastor, the bank said this. The lawyer said this. My family member said this. My in-laws will not go home. I don't know what I'm going to do. I am fighting through the frustration. Y'all shoulders getting tired? This is what happens to Christians when they try to fight by themselves. They get tired. And they want to quit. And they put their hands down. Put your hands down. And the enemy takes them out. We are stronger when we get together. We are greater when we get together. You can't have church at home by yourself. You won't win the fight. Every joint supply. Everybody is needed, valued, and people matter. To get through the fight of frustration, you're going to have to do it with a brother or a sister in the Lord so you can keep your hands up and win the fight. Oh, what would church look like at home by yourself? That's not called the church. It's called a people, a person. We need each other. We're all, we all got stories. We all have testimonies of God's goodness, of what we came up out of. Some say, I don't have a testimony. I didn't come up out of nothing. Well, you came out of being lost. Come on, somebody. And we all need each other. In the Bible, in Genesis, the people rallied together, and they built the Tower of Babel. And God looked down, and he said, look, it's as if one people saying the same thing, building a tower to reach to the heavens. When we get together as one people, we can accomplish more as a community than we can as an individual. This is not an individual contact sport with the enemy. This should be a community contact sport with the enemy. I need you and you need me and y'all need each other to make it through the fight. Amen. Come on now. I could not, I could not make Christianity by my, I could not win successfully as a Christian without the community and the effort of family, church family. We need each other. Keep your head up. Look at Jesus. Keep your hands up. Get around a community that can help you. Come on now. And keep your heart up to the heavens. Number three, keep your heart up. Keep your heart up. Keep your heart up. God told Moses, he said, Moses, after you have won this battle, I want you to build me an altar right here, which is symbolic of a place of worship. 
Everyone in this room under the sound of my voice have all been through something. Pastor, I haven't been through nothing. I'm just a young man. We'll just hang out just a little bit longer, keep seeing for Jesus. You will go through something. You will go through something. Some of us, are, it seems, are, in our own minds, his testimony is stronger than his testimony. That's so silly, isn't it? We all, we all have gone through things. But when we go through things, on the backside of that thing, we need to remember the goodness of what the Lord had done to get us through it. You've got to build an altar. I get uncomfortable around Christians who won't praise the Lord. It's not my personality. No, you need a revelation of Jesus. That's what you need. Huh? Because to him who knows they've been forgiven much, <laughs> they love much. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. You've got to build you an altar somewhere in your heart so you can remember how God brought you out. Oh, some of y'all forgot. I see some of y'all forgot. It's my testimony. It's, I'm not a preacher's kid. That is not my testimony. My dad took his own life. I was molested as a kid, drunk out of my mind in fifth grade. I'm radical about Jesus because Jesus radically got a hold of my heart. I don't deserve none of it. Ain't nothing I did to attain it or reach it, but his goodness, his mercy, his love, his blood covered me and got a hold of me. Same Jesus who rescued me. I have to praise him. I can't help it. I'm in love with him. I'm in love with the guy. His name is Jesus. How many married folks we got in the building? Let me see your hands if you're married. Let me see that. Let me see. I love my wife. She is, she is the quiver in my liver. She is the cream in my coffee. If I need sugar in, I have her put her finger in it, and it's sweet just right like that. She is the rose on my thorn. She is, she is, she is my beloved, my beautiful, my queen, my wife. I'm in love with her. I treat her, I pamper her, I kiss her all day. Sometimes she's like, you're smothering me. Nobody has ever handed me a book that says, here's how you love your wife. Nobody's ever said to me, hey, here's your certificate of marriage. Now you should have to love your wife. I love my wife because I can't help it. I take her out on dates because I can't help it. I give her stuff because I can't help it. I'm always expressing my love to her because I can't help it. I'm radically, deeply, emphatically, Bambi, Twitter-pated in love with her. Well, Pastor, we just done fell out of love. You done fell out of nothing. You, you need to fall back in it. We are in love. In love. The body of Christ in the American church, their heart is cold on Jesus. We've got to fall back in love with him and get our hearts back up to the heavens. To him. To him. 
Him I owe everything. I, I, I don't deserve none of it. He deserves all of it. And when you've got to pump the American church to praise God, you say you love Him, but you can't praise Him. You need a heart examination or a defibrillator. fall back in love with Jesus if we're going to win through the frustration of life as we fight through we got to keep our heads up we got to keep our heads up we got to keep our hands up we got to keep our hearts up in adoration of worship if we're going to fight through